2: Welcome into the CHGO White Sox post-game show. Coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me uh, at that website. Uh, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is Herb Lawrence. Hello. Who couldn't wait to open his 17 drinks before we started the show. I mean, no, I could not. Okay. All right. You can follow him at actor all 23s or CHGO White Sox community leader. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. We are being produced today by Steven Nicholas, our guy. And we're coming to you live after a White Sox loss. Imagine if I kept that bit up where I just, like, paused after every single loss. I would just be silent for the first, like, 35 minutes. Sox fall 35 games under, 500. They lose 10-2 to to the Twinkies.
0: See, our guy Fred, he I said, you know, I started the 100 loss thing as a joke. We're going 6-9 and nine the rest of the way seems like almost guaranteed. They need seven wins
2: in their last 15 games to avoid 100 losses, hence why uh, Fred's saying 6-9. and nine. Do they get, they get to 100 losses, right? That's guaranteed. They have to play three more against Minnesota, and
0: I think uh, those are probably all losses. Probably, but then they play the Nationals on the road, who are not great but better than the White Sox, which most teams are, and at the end of their year, they play the Padres, who are going to be not one to win. So there's people in their on their schedule that are not great, so theoretically they can win those games, but the White Sox'll lose them. It'd be hilarious if they do win seven.
2: Of the last fifteen, and then get to ninety nine losses, um, and they were like, "Hey, moral victory." We didn't yeah, get to one oh, hundred. You know they're gonna celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna be joined a little bit later by our uh, CHGO White Sox beat writer Vinnie Duber. You can read his latest piece at allchgo.com dot We'll talk a little bit about this game, and we'll talk a little bit about the future. Uh, let's jump into the king of the game. All right, uh, shout-out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, we have our DraftKings king of the game for you, and it's our friend, our pal, Brian Shaw. Oh, yes. Two-thirds innings pitched, no hits allowed, one walk, and one glorious back tattoo. If you didn't know Brian Shaw's last name uh, by looking at his face, all you have to do is look at his back tattoo, and it will say Shaw. Um, I. I it's, it's mainly for the joke. It's mainly for the bit. But this is probably the least I've actually watched a white Sox game this year or oh like God. cared about a white yeah. Sox game. Cause it, it was, there's two TVs in front of our face. So it's hard not to watch both
0: of them. Exactly. Shawfax. That's a terrible tattoo, but <laughs> also that's a great person for the DraftKings Kings, King of the game. Cause he came into the game and didn't give up anything. No. So that's a rarity for white Sox
2: pitchers. And he, he bailed out our guy, uh, Jose Ureña. Uh, let's uh, go to the starting pitcher graphic here, uh, for, uh, uh kenta maeda and jose urania uh brian shaw ends up bailing jose urania after he goes six and one third innings pitched six earned runs seven hits eight strikeouts for jose urania in a white Sox uniform and no walks kenta maeda seven innings pitched two earned runs four hits allowed eight k's and one walk i don't know if i want to defend jose urania here yeah you do but the, the the six the, the six earned runs it wasn't that bad no. Like that wasn't like if they pulled him after 6, it would have been a fine
0: start. It would have been, but he was efficient with his start. So I think he was under 80 pitches before that 7th inning started. Mm-hmm. So of course, Pedro puts him back out there. He had 8 strikeouts I believe up to that point. And then, you know, White Sox things happen. He just gave up a couple home runs and then his his numbers up to 6 earned runs, but those two pitches he gave up home runs to. Like it was a fat pitch to Farmer. What is a high slider? Mm-hmm. Ugh. But he did have a good slider working for him early in the game. Also, his changeup was having the Twins out in front. I'm kind of glad he got hit hard in the seventh inning so that ERA looks a little worse. So we don't have that dude as a conversation for next year's starter. Every starter on this team that pitches halfway decent, oh, yeah, let's have that guy back. No, no, because- no Jose Ureña. No. It's, it's, it's
2: look, at, you know, it's, they're all mids, you know, it's, yeah. it's all, it's all fours. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's brutal. I mean, Jose Urena, uh, we could look at the stuff. There's some, I just boggling numbers, uh, that we'll get to a little later. He threw 90 pitches, uh, as Herb said. I thought he was going to throw like 115. I thought this was going to be a Jordan Lyle special. I thought he was just going to wear it. I thought Pedro said, Hey, you know, when was the last time you threw 100 pitches? And Jose Urena said, I don't know. And Pedro said, "Let's make it
0: tonight." I think Pedro probably was feeling that, but that seventh inning was so rough. That he's like, "Ah, uh. malpractice." If, if he doesn't uh, <laughs> if he doesn't take him out there, uh,
2: nothing really like super important in the spin and pitch velocity stuff. It's Jose Ureña. Uh but let's look at the swings and let's look at the called strikes and whiffs. Because Jose Urania got 16 whiffs tonight on 54 swings, 30% whiff rate, uh, 12 called strikes for Urania as well, 31 called strike plus whiff percentage, again, 8Ks. So he was efficient, did a really decent job uh, at times at spotting that changeup off the plate. It's just he's never done that in his major league career, and his major league career is about, what, eight years long at this point? So I just, you know... It's going to be hilarious watching the Jesse Schultons, Tukey Toussaint, Nick Nastri,ni Christian Mena, and uh, Jose Urania plus uh, starting rotation I battle. Mean, you I didn't mean, put Dylan Cease in there?
3: No, well, he's
0: got a spot. Okay. Ugh, that, that, that all is terrible. All that, what you just said, is terrible. Like, it's gonna be fun I mean it's gonna be I mean you get to watch
2: position battles in the NFL all the time hopefully they make it like a hard knocks special where they're actually fighting for these spots you'll you'll maybe have cease's name in Sharpie like in outside the manager's office mm-hmm. uh, Kopeck maybe in in like a, a pencil right and then they could have like magnets for the other guys and we'll just move them around that way and then just like you know let the big dog eat and whoever has the nicest uh, outing uh
0: you know it's just Battle Royale style, you know? it has got to do something because I thought Pedro was supposed to change culture, change effort, change all those things. But three hits against Kenta Maeda until that uh, last couple of innings, then they finally scored some runs with Vaughn hitting a home run. The effort looked lacking. I know Kenta was good. his splitter looked nice. But... This is a guy that's in your division. You should have been seeing him for a while, should have an idea of what he's throwing. It just seemed like the bats were like, all right, first pitch, let's go. First pitch, let's go type of stuff. Like, way too much uh, lackadaisical play. I know they're out of it, but they're pros. They're getting paid still for these games. And to get embarrassed yet again by another division foe, how does that bode well for the team moving forward? If these people are not listed to you now, you think they're going to list to you in April or February next tra- spring training? No. So why are we continuing with this Pedro fall thing? Because Chris Getz knows them. Um, and, and, again,
2: that's really important. I mean, you see uh, the Red Sox fire Heim Bloom today, uh, their general manager, and you think, you know, hey, if you're getting rid of Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams, you'd be able to interview Heim Bloom, uh, a guy that's worked with the Rays and the Red Sox. You'd be able to interview Chris Getz. But again, what's most important is that <laughs> Chris Goetz knows all these people. And hits the ground running. Hits the ground running. Because Terribly. what Jerry Reinsdorf wants is for you guys to win as fast as possible. Usually, like, if, sure. if I was going to build the car right now, I would want to build it as fast as I possibly can. That's
0: what always I say is, like, I don't want things done right. I want them done fast. Fast.
2: Fast. And, and you know, usually efficiency... Uh, is things that people, uh, you know, try to figure out. I mean, that's the whole thing of analytics is, like, how efficient can you be? Um, and let's maximize every single thing that you do. People think, you know, it's the boogeyman and it's ruining uh, baseball and, and analytics are woke. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just basically about efficiency, which Jerry Reinsdorf hates. You know, he's just – just I, I, I don't know how to run, but I'm going to run 100 miles per hour and I'm going to run 26 miles right now. Starting right now, I am going to
0: just – be the fastest man alive and be a marathon runner. And that's the thing. Like, I'm older gentleman, so I was slow to get to the analytics stuff. But the stuff I was talking about, about hard-hit balls, about balls being filthy movement, are the things that analytics explain. And so all the stuff that Hawk used to say about TWTW and all the rest of the stuff, like, all the things that he was talking about with Yaz and Rico Petroselli and stuff... Those things can be quantified and actually help his argument more. And the same thing with Jerry Reinsdorf, if he would just lay into some analytics, having a research and development department, having the Dodgers thing, like the Dodgers. And I, somebody was uh, texting me today about the Dodgers minor league system. All like at all three levels are all going to the playoffs apparently in their minor league system. And also the Dodgers feed their minor leaguers well. Like, they're not just a peanut butter and jelly spread like most uh, minor league spreads. They have a nutritionist there. They want their players who are in the minors to eventually be in the majors to eat right, to eat better. So performance can be better. And so he should take a page out of other teams' books and say, well, how are they doing it? Why are they doing it? Yes, it costs money, but it also Produces dubs, which also brings you money. Well, and again, I think
2: that's where you see the Boston thing, and I'll try to tie this in and then we'll take a break. Um, You see John Henry, they spend a ton of money, and this is from uh, Gabrielle Starr's uh, piece in the Boston Herald about uh, Bloom being fired. Uh, She writes, Until the final season of the Dombrowski era, four years qualifies as an era when no one... Uh, lasted longer since Theo Epstein's nine years. It was abundantly clear the Red Sox were trying to win. They gave David Price the richest pitching contract in Major League history at the time, and they traded for Craig Kimbrell and Chris Sale. Uh, when that wasn't enough, Dombrowski signed J.D. Martinez, and he was able to somewhat fill in the gaping hole left by David Ortiz's retirement. He added some top trade deadline acquisitions in Nathan Eovaldi and Stephen Pierce. And though the upper levels of the farm system were indeed depleted on the journey back to October, several of Dombrowski's prospects are only getting started in the majors, including Tristan Casas, Brian, Brian Bayo, uh, and Sedena Rafaela. Uh, by the end of Dombrowski's tenure, the Rod- Red Sox wanted to take a break from spending over the limit, and they needed to strengthen. Their farm system, which ranked last in the majors in 2019, so despite Dombrowski's track record, which included totally rebuilding a broken Tigers system, the Red Sox wanted someone else for the task at hand. Bloom's appeal was no secret. With minuscule budget, the small market Tampa Bay Rays managed to consistently develop elite prospects and field competitive teams. If the Red Sox could get Bloom to do the same for their farm system, that combined with overflowing coffers would make them an unstoppable force. Um, But again. Everyone and what you you know, blame Heim Bloom for is trading Mookie Betts. The whole reason, though, and we see Brian Cashman end up keeping his superstar and Aaron Judge, even though you know uh, John Heyman wanted to uh, arson Judge to be a Giant. <laughs> um, you know, the Red Sox never committed to Heim Bloom being able to develop the minor leagues, right? I mean, you see mm-hmm. the the job that now I'm blanking on the Dodgers guy Friedman right? Andrew Freeman. Yeah, Andrew Freeman. Um, I mean, you mentioned how they're feeding those minor leaguers, but, like, again, it's that's what's feeding this entire major league system. Um, all, all of the prospects that we get, all of these random pitchers that we turn into studs uh, from these, you know, cast-off uh, major league teams, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're able to uh, bolster them with, uh, you know, um, a, a, a lush minor league. You know, Nick Nastrini can be traded away uh, because we're trying to help the major league system. Um, but, like, Jerry Reinsdorf and Vinny wrote the quote in his uh, piece today about, well, I spent 180 million dollars. <laughs> like I think John Henry and Jerry Reinsdorf look at this and say, well, I was spending 180 million dollars when uh, I was winning championships. So why can't you do that now? Like again, like let's do it fast and uh, you know under my terms. And it's like no, like if why don't you spend 180 million dollars smartly? Right, like, why don't you spend seventy five on your MLB roster, and then feed your minor leaguers well, and then fill out your uh, uh, baseball staff with you know a vast analytics department uh, to try to turn some of those. Quad a guys that seem so plenty um, in major in you know major league baseball into those major leaguers. I mean, we see Ryan O'Hearn with the Royals uh, be a cast off, and now he's hitting dingers for the Orioles. Um, I
0: mean, you just named them earlier, J.D. Martinez. He was a right. also ran, then he went to Detroit, turned into a superstar, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean he's still doing it too. Um,
2: you know, and uh, again, it's just you know the White Sox really don't have a ton of stories like that. No. Um, it's it's all hopefully you are good. Hopefully hope you're healthy, too. Right, and hopefully you stay good forever. We with think that, you're good at 21, and hopefully we'll sign you with a long extension, and you'll stay good forever with no injuries.
0: I don't blame Haim for his orders because he had to do what he had to do. I blame him for the execution of the orders and trading Mookie Betts for pennies on the dollar with Verdugo and uh, Jeter Downs and Wong. Like That's not enough. That's definitely not enough for a guy in his prime who's already won a World, Ser- a World Series and won a MVP and it's as versatile as Mookie Betts, and we see what Marcus Lynn Betts is doing right there in L.A. He's going to win his second MVP uh, and be one of the only people. I think him, um, I know Eddie, uh, uh, Frank Robinson won one in both leagues, and then there's another couple people that won. Frank. Uh, two, have they? Oh, two, two in one in each league. I think Frank's the only guy. Frank Robinson. the yeah, only player to be named.
2: Yes. So, Mookie would be the second.
0: Yeah, so that guy... They traded for... Verdugo's a decent player. He's turned yeah, into a decent smart. player, but he's not Mookie Betts. <laughs> and it, they didn't get enough for him. That's why I gave Heimbloom the the old, hey, man, you just messed that trade up. And that could have kick-started off a nice era of Boston baseball with a huge uh, get from the Dodgers. And they didn't get a lot.
2: I agree, but, I mean, as, you know, I think Vinny says a ton, you know, prospects are crapshoots. I mean... You never know. I mean, you could have got one, two, three, four, and five from the Dodgers. Gotten their top five best prospects and would have have turned into a superstar. You know I mean? It's just you had a superstar at Mookie Betts. John Henry owns the Red Sox and Liverpool. I think he could fucking pay Mookie. Oh, it, just, it's, it, that math yes. is, is
0: more simple to me. Instead of trying to thread the needle by trading Mookie Betts, just sign the damn player. Whenever you have a player that you drafted in the fifth round, you developed through the, play, through the minor league system, and he became the best player in baseball on your team. You do whatever you need to do to sign that player. Always, every single time. Maybe if you have a, uh, I don't want to sign these players. If you're Jerry Ryan's I don't want to. But if you do that, all that, you sign that player to whoever he wants. Because look at right when he got to the Dodgers. He's like, right. Dodgers, like, what do you want? Oh, that's it? Get your ass out of here. <laughs> Go ahead and play.
2: That's it? You could have traded him for a literal money trade. like literally that grows money, and it wouldn't have been worth it.
0: And I know the the war uh, to millions is weird, but Fangrass, one war equals $8 million. He should be $80 million worth this year because he's a 10-war player because of his versatility, because he's a great hitter, all that stuff. And yes, the Dodgers are getting a huge bargain on Mookie Betts, a 30-year-old Mookie Betts.
2: Instead of... Saying what he can't do yeah. or what he can do, just name what he can't do. Be taller than six feet. That's it. That's it. He can bowl. He can bowl. Play second, short, right field, left field, center but, field. Yeah, probably could catch. He could probably pitch too. Hit for contact. Hit homers. Steal. Steal. Not Walk. that much,
0: but still steal. I mean, shit. I'd kill for a Mookie Betts. Oh Anyways. They had him. They had him. I, see, people say for Fernando Tatis all the time for the White Sox. I don't take too much pain in that one, as I always say. He wasn't stateside. He wasn't that good. And eventually, he got help from other things. So, that's not a big-time loss for the White Sox. If I was a Red Sox fan and i look at Mookie Betts doing what he does, I'm like, son of a... We had that, man. We had him. Y'all let him go. Yeah. And, sons of bitches.
2: I mean... Tatis isn't as good as Mookie. No, he's not. So, no, like I mean, barely anybody's better than Mookie this year. It, I mean Trout, and even then, I mean at the end of the, their careers, it, Trout might be a sad story with all these injuries, and, and Mookie might just be able to Keep cruise on going. to a yeah. very, very long career. Um, Craig biggio like you know, maybe Derek Jeter, like I mean, he's he's just small, compact. Just he Great. never gets really too outside of his uh, his limits as a as a human. It's, it's insane athletic ability. Um, hit the thumbs up button if you're hanging out with us. We're gonna take a break and then Vinny Duber will be joining us soon. We'll chat about Nick Nastrini. You'll hear from him after the break. But first, we want to let you know about our friends over at Ray Chevy. Uh, Ray Chevy. If you are in the market for a newer used vehicle, you have to check out our friends over at Ray Chevy in Fox Lake. They have just joined the CHGO team. They have the Ray Price Promise, which is a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. They've found at Ray Chevy and Ray Auto Group. They've been in business since 1963. They are pros, and they have found that with other dealers, they'll raise the price on you when you come into the dealership, And they'll start asking you questions when you give them the online price saying, well, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? No. And in most cases, right, Herb, say that again. I am not a farmer, but that guy who hit the home run is a farmer. Kyle? Kyle? Yeah, Kyle is. But I I think this is more occupation wise. He's a baseball player. Um, In most cases, the answer will be no. And that's when uh, other dealers will raise the price on you saying the price online included limited rebates that you do not qualify for. At Ray, that is not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. And in fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price even lower than you see online. As one of top, uh, one one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because they now have over 100 Chevy Trax bottles available starting at $21,000, four hundred and ninety five dollars now Good. for september 30th all buyers can qualify for zero percent financing make zero payments until 2024 plus put no money down and best of all pay zero hidden fees with the ray price promise visit ray chevrolet in fox lake or ray chevrolet.com serving the community since 1963 find new, new rose oh, look at you that's a very Dion sanders i mean right there yeah, it uh, is you know, uh, start uh, the sentence and the team finishes. And I'm glad you finished it for me. Yeah. I, I left you hanging. We didn't practice that. And you did Steven, a good
0: job. We're going to take it. Huh? Oh, I was going to think it's even I was going to do the finish my sentence. I have no idea what you were going to say. Sean, we're going to take that Colorado State thing. Make it personal. There it is. Oh. Make it personal. Make it personal. Personal. I just a take it. I couldn't go off
2: of that. Mm, personal. You know, what's personal. Well, what? if you don't drink Goose Island, um, I had a, a, a very just I wanna give a shout out, I guess. Um shout out to Sam who jumped into my Twitter DM. The uh, Sam Marr? No. Okay. Uh, a different Sam. Uh at SamSocks03. Um I would try to take a shot at his last name, but I, I I'm gonna butcher it.
0: Um you wanna give it a shot right there? All right, Sam Pakaga. Pakaga? Yeah, right. Uh,
2: it's it's I think it's Polish and I I'm uh I'm I C A. Uh I C G A. that's right. Maybe that's works. Maybe. Shout out Sam. Uh but he jumped into my DMs and I, I didn't know what to do with this. But he, he's sitting on a metra and they're going to the Bears game. Yep. And he's in his, his Bears uniforms. And someone snuck a peek, and it's it's him and his dad. And he said, hey, dude, I need assistance here. Packers Twitter is dragging my name through the mud because my brother-in-law set me up. Uh, we went to the Bears game Sunday and had bought – Beer, uh, some cheesehead beer on the train ride up. He snapped a picture of my dad and I drinking it, and now they're talking about it on their podcast. And we're being shit on. Uh, Goose Island is my favorite stuff, and I need to wait a uh, way to have CHGO or Goose Island correct this. I don't know. I am a small White Sox podcaster. I don't know how to get Goose Island to correct this, Sam. Um, but I do know that Aaron Nagler is stinky of Cheesehead TV, yep. um, and I could tell you that you know you you recognized that you should have been drinking Goose Island. Uh, that if you're wearing a Bears uniform, uh, that if you're going to be representing the city of Chicago, for now, until they go to Arlington, uh, you should be drinking Chicago's beer. It's been Chicago's beer since 1988, CHGO supported by Goose Island Beer Company, and their beer roster includes the 312 Wheat Ale, which Sam should have been drinking, Uh, maybe one of the uh, beers from the Beer Hug uh, family, uh,
0: which Sam should have been drinking, Uh, or maybe the Full Pocket Pills. Which Sam should have been drinking. Sam, the next time we have a tailgate for CHGO, which I Stephen, if you can find the uh, should get them out the that. actual um, schedule because I forgot the next one. I oh, mean, it's October Denver 1st, one, I want to say. But we're selling, I'm oh, not selling, but like once you get the, into the tailgate, we have free Goose Islands for you. The Pocket Pills, the 312, all the Beer Hug Series, all of them. So yeah, October 1st versus Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos. Come but on out Denver. to the tailgate. You don't have to worry about getting garbage Green Bay beer. You'll have the most delicious beer in Chicago. That three one two, or you'll have that pocket pills, or you'll have one of the beer hug series. Maybe I should get Sam onto
2: that. Maybe that maybe that should be how I re- re- redeem Sam. Uh, grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourn Avenue in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Okay, I think we're, th- we're through with this ad break. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do another ad break later. Okay. But it's going to be after Vinny Duber joins us. Um, and Vinny Duber did write a new piece at allchgo.com. I want you to go check it out. Uh, it's previewing Chris Guest's massive off-season to-do list to quickly turn the White Sox Oof. into contenders. Friends. A tall, tall task. But, hey. Again, the elephant in the room says they can make it into uh, the playoffs next year. Uh, Let's go to a person that Vinny mentions in this piece. Uh, The first thing that he jumps into is starting pitching, and a lot of it. We looked at the 26-man roster and said they probably need to fill out about 13 spots. Um, Let's go to... Triple A Jeff. Jeff Cohen works for uh, 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 Future Socks, my bad. Uh, Future Socks. And uh, he does a great job covering the Charlotte Knights. uh, And Nick Nostrini started for the Knights yesterday. And Jeff caught up with him before today's game. Uh, And shout out to Jeff. Again, follow him at Triple A Jeff. And that is just Triple 1A. So Triple spelled out T I R P L A Jeff. Uh, on Twitter. Uh, but here is Nick Nostrini on his pitch mix, and then we're going to end it on a quote that will probably lead us into a discussion on if you'll see Nick Nostrini next year.
3: Feature a forcing fastball, slider, curveball changeup. This is a generic four that you throw up as a starting pitcher. Um, and um, are you working on anything with any of them currently? Uh, no, it's just making the shapes a little bit more consistent. Um, sometimes my changeup gets a little bit birdie. Uh, so getting that a vertical break under 10, making sure it stays there. And then slider, same thing, Gets a little cuttery sometimes. I, I do a pretty good job standing behind the baseball. So when I throw both pitches that move horizontally, like my slider and my changeup, it tends to get a little birdie. So just making sure it gets down a little bit so you can get some depth and get some right. differential off the fastball. And you're forcing to a little ride, I guess. Yeah, it does. It, it averages around between 18, 19, and 20. Sometimes gets in the 21s. Uh, but, yeah, it's around there, so it's above average I there as far a vertical break goes. Do you see yourself a place
0: for yourself in Chicago next year?
3: Yeah, I absolutely do. I think that I have a, a unique uh, role with them. I think I can go ahead and uh, infiltrate the, the starting rotation uh, coming out of spring training, and that's what I'm going to work on this offseason. I know I needed to work on this offseason to go ahead and go out there and try to bring a World Series to, to Chicago.
2: Hey! Nick Nostrini's got it right. I mean, he ends it right there by saying bringing a World Series to Chicago. Let's go to Vinny Duber, who's out at Guaranteed Rate Field. And, I mean, you said it's a tall task, Vinny, in your piece at LCHGO.com. Are you wearing a Michigan hoodie? That's Mizzou. Oh, it's a Mizzou hoodie. Okay. I'm so sorry. I thought it it had a a navy sheen to it. Mizzou makes a lot more sense. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Um, But you... I mean Nick Distrini ends there by saying, you know, maybe have a chance to go help Chicago win a championship. You said it's a tall task for Chris Getz, but you, you started tackling it today. Um, how tall of a task is it?
1: Uh it's outrageously tall. Uh I mean it's 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 Sears Tower tall, isn't it? I mean like I I think the idea let's let's set it up, not just making this team good period, making this team good by opening day next year right i mean this is just there's just so much to do i mean you're talking about a roster that needs to replace what half the guys or something like that uh, <laughs> the, the needs the needs are many and i think you're gonna see um a lot of moves this winter you have to right in order to field the team but let's remember this is why chris katz has the job the, the idea of bringing about this positive change as quickly as possible um i think it's i think it's probably worth pointing out that just because he'd be as, as Jerry Reinsdorf put it, a year ahead maybe of an outside candidate. Doesn't mean that that year ahead means right now, right on opening day next year. But at the same time, they, he, Jerry doesn't want to rebuild, right? And I mean, Chris is uh, going to come in here. If, if there's any subtraction, further subtraction from what they already need, if you throw more needs on top of it, you know, you don't pick up Tim Anderson's option. That's a that's a needed shortstop. You decide you want to trade one of the core guys, be they a pitcher or a, a hitter, that's another need that you've got to go fill on top of everything else. That looks like a rebuild, doesn't it? And, and, and that sounds like a rebuild. So I, I don't think we're going to be getting that rebuild. But there are just so, so many things that need to get done in order for this team to be competitive next year. And it all has to be done after Jerry says, you know, the comments that he made about, about the budget and, and free agent spending. So um, it's a very tall task. It's, it's like I said, it's Sears Tower tall, I think. It doesn't
0: make sense either, Vinny. This team is absolutely horrible. And to my eye, it looks like they're getting embarrassed almost on a nightly basis. So the culture that Pedro wants to build is obviously not there. And most of these position players will be coming back for the most part. So, yes, Chris has a gargantuan job ahead of him, which any veteran guy would be like, this is impossible. Now he has to do it. Is there, I mean, I know that Chris says that, you know, Pedro's coming back, but these players are not listening to him now. What makes him think he's going to change in February when it gets down to Glendale?
1: I mean, I think, I mean, at, at the end of the day, the, all of this ra- rests on one thing, and that's winning, right? I mean, I think... The, the cultural changes when they said when Rick said obviously Rick is is no longer here but when Rick said that they addressed some of those cultural and clubhouse issues by who they got rid of at the trade deadline that that is what they can point to because i think what you're talking about herb is is not realistic right you want to see an entirely new style of play when this team is 30 games under 500 and and i think that 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 the record and the reality of where they had been the previous what count it, three, four, five months, whatever you want to put on it, um, is is impossible to get over at this point. And so I think Pedro is doing the work that he can on that front, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden these guys are going to be fired up and going and playing a different brand of baseball by flipping a switch like that. Uh, This is a team that is wildly disappointing. It's a team that is wildly out of the race, right? And has been for a very long time this season. I, I don't think you can expect to see the fruits of that work right away in this situation, if that makes sense. Um, and so if you see then, though, come the spring or come opening day next year, maybe that's when you could see that kind of thing. But also, you're right, you know, the, you're not seeing that. And why should you expect to see it other than the record's going to go back to zero and zero? And I think that's that's a positive, right? I think you can act differently when you have a chance. Um, but right now, I mean, you're seeing what you're seeing. You've seen it all year, but it's the the year's cumulative total of all those losses and all the disappointment and all the way they've been doing all that losing, and it's reflected on a nightly basis right now.
2: At least going to the culture part and, and maybe deciding what players will be here next year to to. See if they have the buy-in or not. I thought it was interesting that you did include the uh, the quote from Chris Getz uh, regarding Tim Anderson, uh, where he said, "I wouldn't be surprised if you look up next year and all of a sudden he's back to the Tim Anderson we're accustomed to seeing." But it takes a lot of effort and focus to be a successful major league player, and we need to make sure all these players are fully committed to being part of our group moving forward. I guess is Tim like that that one player that they really need to make a determination uh, that maybe you know Rick said you know when they. They, they got the, rid of those players at the trade deadline. Um, maybe there wasn't a deal for Tim to get rid of them. Maybe they're just kind of banking and giving him as much rope as possible because of the player that he could be. Like, are they possibly making a decision to get rid of Tim Anderson this offseason because of culture reasons, less of like performance reasons? I mean, just with that quote, or maybe less of a buy in.
1: I mean i don't think any of that has been stated outright and so i think any of the possibilities that you said there would just be speculation um but that being said i included that quote because it 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 allows you to um have some skepticism that it would be a slam dunk right because i think herb and i have talked this to death over the last few months if if tim anderson is tim anderson next year and you're paying him 14 million dollars that's a relative bargain and so of course you should make that that bet right but when you hear something like that from Chris Getz, and it could be just, you know, covering both sides of an equation. But um, when you hear something like that, maybe you go, oh, maybe it's not a slam dunk like like maybe you thought it was before. Um, that being said, I mean, I think you can look at that these core players in, in general and say what is, you know, the, the, the future with any of them. You can kind of weigh that. I included a quote from Rick from from the trade deadline that that was all about, you know, this hasn't been working and do they have to consider making some changes to this group? And he said, of course you have to consider it. Um, Chris should have to consider it as well. But like I said, any, you know, if you are on the side of, Hey, addition by subtraction with one or some of these guys, the subtraction is going to create another, Task on that list, and it's going to make it even more difficult to accomplish all these things in one winter. It makes it look like even more of a rebuild, right? Say they trade Alloy or trade Cease or, or, you know, or, or don't pick up TA's option. Well, then you've got another big, giant hole on the roster that you have to go fill. So um, you can definitely look at any possibility. He said in his opening press conference that no one's untouchable, right? Um, and you can look at anything being possible this winter, but you know, how, how much is realistic for him to get done? That's that's the question.
2: Yeah, we'll continue this discussion. We'll take a quick break. Um, and then uh, we'll ask a little bit about uh, maybe a guy that will be here, or we know will be here for sure next year, uh, who just hit his 20th uh, homer of the season. Uh, let's let you know about Fubo TV. If you're looking to watch... I guess, I guess that's the one thing you can't watch is Thursday Night Football because they don't have because that's prime exclusive. Mm-hmm. So like if you want to watch anything on Sunday if you want to watch anything on Monday there's two Monday night games uh, this week for NFL. You get a ton of college football mm-hmm. with our friends over at Fubo TV, watch the White Sox. They have Marquee as well for Cubs fans. They have 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device and watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. And You can start watching immediately with a free trial over at Fubo, uh, fubotv.com slash chgo that's fubotv.com slash chgo there's no contract no cable no hassle just sign up and start watching and my favorite part is the thousand hours of cloud dvr included at no extra charge and again It's your way to watch the Big Ten, uh, all your college football this Saturday, the NFL this Sunday. Get your Bears in. Uh, You can watch Red Zone on Fubo as well. And, hey, maybe you're a soccer fan, you can watch the UEFA Euro qualifiers. Watch all of your favorite college football and NFL with Fubo TV. Go to chgo to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. That's fubotv.com chgo uh, to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And we brought up the tailgate earlier, Stephen, if you want to flash that. Uh, we have a diehard, our diehard program. You could see the box in front of us right here. When you sign up, you get a shirt and you could check those out at chgolocker.com you get a free shirt when you become a member Uh, members also get 20 percent off events like the tailgate Uh, our next one is october 1st when the denver broncos the denver broncos uh, come to town and we are chgo we're trying to serve the diehards whether you're fred uh riding the tumbleweed to 100 losses with the White Sox, uh whether you're a Bears diehard pissed off about the week 1 loss to the Packers, we have you covered with podcasts and live shows on every team every day uh from the Red Stars and Sky uh to the Bulls and Fire, to the Sox and Cubs, and we also have beat writers on every single beat uh covering the team and writing pieces like Vinny did at allchgo.com. Uh so sign up today, get uh 20% off events. Get a free shirt when you sign up. Get a nice uh, diehard membership box and get access to our members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. Today, check that out at allchgo.com. Herb, who's made you feel good
0: this week? Um, Let me see. It's
2: got to be an athlete? From Chicago Sports, yeah. That's a tough one.
0: That is really tough.
2: I'm sorry. I mean...
0: <sighs> I, didn't, I didn't write the question, if that helps. No, I didn't, but there's no good Bears person. I guess uh, as Steven flashed it Brian Shaw and his scoreless appearance So all Brian Shaw today The king of the game and also he made me feel
2: good And hey, uh, Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary Is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping So if you walk in with a back tattoo With your name, they will not judge you It's a place where all kind of visitors are welcome To explore, discover, and purchase a wide array Of high-quality products Because Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season No matter where you are On your cannabis journey They have easy online ordering and in-store pickup to make it easy for yourself. And once you get comfortable, they have a great transparent loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards, which will get you rewarded for uh, your purchases. Uh, Illinois' favorite dispensary, uh, and they have locations from uh, Wrigleyville to Elmwood Park, all the way up near the Wisconsin border in uh, South Beloit. Yep, right. Uh, so go check out their in house brands like Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Floricale, Wonder, and Remedy. And through October 15th, when you head to sunnyside.shop, use code CHGO25 at Twenty-five percent off uh, your total order. One use per customer, and it's not snackable with other promotions. And that's not only for new customers; anyone can use our code code chgo twenty five at twenty uh, check for twenty five percent off your total order Tell at dot shop. Tell your friends through your October fifteenth uh, and your neighbors. Uh, again, all your can,
0: sons and your daughters.
2: Anyone can use the code. Uh, pick up everything you need. You got to be twenty one though.
3: Yeah, pick up everything you need to elevate
2: your summer, uh, elevate your football season. Summer's over. Uh, Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. And like Herb said, you got to be 21 plus. Uh, All right. Um, Where are we going? Oh, Andrew Vaughn. Andy Vaughn. So that's one place that they really don't have to address is first base. Andrew Vaughn hits his 20th homer of the year. I I just wanted to give him a shout out. You know, we can only celebrate a few milestones here because everyone's kind of bad on the team. I don't know if uh, Andrew Vaughn spoke after the game. I don't know if Pedro said anything after. It's probably kind of a, a down mood after a ten to two loss. But uh, Andrew Vaughn's here in twenty twenty four.
1: Yay! Yeah, uh, we asked Pedro a few times both before and after the game about Andrew Vaughn, and, and he's really high on on what he can be. Um, he he thinks he's going to be a guy who's only going to get better. He he's he said, you know, in a way, and and don't don't be mad at first here but it's he said he's happy that he hasn't tapped into his potential all the way yet because it shows that he's got more time to more or more more room to grow and and more stuff that he can do on the field and i think you're seeing that right from one year to the next he's he's at 20 home runs this year and that's a number that everybody looks at but i think really down you know the second half here he's looked a lot better than he did in the first um he was kind of pleased about a 20 home run thing you know i mean this is a guy who's kind of always like Win or lose that's that's what matters but he's out there saying you know yeah that's true but 20 home runs that's kind of cool so he he was happy to get to that uh, to that number as well tonight and you're right he's a guy that's definitely going to be here not only um is he one of those core pieces that they planned on being here for a long time but he's also uh, an affordable one right he's he's a guy that they haven't signed to a big contract yet and therefore his his salary is not jumping up as as some of the other guys uh on the, in that position player group are so um they need, it. as Pedro said after the game, they need him. They need him to, to be good and be a middle-of-the-order bat, and um, he's shown that he can be an RBI guy, and, and he's got some power now, but I think everybody, uh, himself included, are, are waiting for waiting for what's next because I think everybody, um, ever since they drafted him, thought that, that there was a lot there, that there, there was a, a potential for him to be a really good baseball player, and that's um, what Pedro called him today. So,
0: And I know time from time, time to time, we – Crap on Pedro for leaving in starting pitchers a little too long. But today, I thought Urena was rolling, and I think he had fewer than 80 pitches coming into that seventh inning and just lost it and got uh, tired, it looked like, and left a couple of sliders hanging. What did Pedro or Jose have to say after the game, after actually a good start? So the six earned runs were going to be glaring, but it was actually a little little bit better than the numbers said.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think anybody who watched it, six the six innings that he did that he did turn in before that, all those runs were scored were pretty pretty darn good, um, and that's basically what both guys said that hey, for the most part it was good, and then it got bad there at the end. So, um, listen, he's a, a guy who's. Here to eat some innings up, I guess, and, and save the bullpen, and he had six and a third of them tonight to uh, to do just that. But it's very strange to to see this this pitching group tonight, right? And you know, I don't think anybody expected uh, Jose Urania, Brian Shaw, uh, you know who else was out there, Davey Garcia and Sammy Peralta. I mean, that's not, a, a. I don't think anybody expected any of those pitchers to be on this team, uh, this year. And yet here we are. And and that's probably as good, a uh, an, an example, uh, of how low things have gotten for this team as any.
2: Yeah. Now, now I'm just only excited about Nick Nostrini and, uh, I didn't bring up this quote, uh, but this was honestly poetry from Nick Nastrini and that Jeff Cohen clip, uh, uh, his, what he didn't like about his start yesterday was, "quote, his changeup got a little verty." So um, <laughs> that's a that's an inside baseball term, uh, a, a little too vertical. Uh, for, one for syllable. You're Want saving a little, one
1: please. syllable. One
2: little tail on that. A little too verty.
1: <laughs> no, I don't like that one bit. Okay, all right. Just use uh, the word.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, vertical, it's it's a fun one. Call you don't get a lot of ulse, uh in, in the in the language. So, and Alex so use Root it. says
0: Brian Shaw has been low key really good. Lately. Knock it off, Alex. Stop. True. You missed. You nope. missed earlier. He's our king of the game today. That's true, Alex. So yes,
2: <laughs> you're gonna do it one time in the press box. If you do it at the end of the season, no one's gonna remember. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you if you, if it's the last thing you do at the press box, no one's gonna be remembering. Like, hey, remember last time you were in here when you were like, sir, go second Yeah. So real quick on Nostrini, though, uh, Fangraphs has his pitches, 60-grade uh, fastball, uh, right now grading his slider at a 50-grade uh, with a future potential to be around 60, uh, his curveball at a 55-grade with the potential of a 60-grade, um, and his change-ups at 40 uh, with a future grade of 50. That was the one thing uh, that we, we wanted to focus a little bit with that clip was just that he's got a four-pitch mix. That's why he's got starting pitcher potential, um, and that's why, hey, the White Sox... As Vinny laid out in his article today that you could check out at all That's why even though he's twenty three, he's saying, Hey, I could be on this team next year, because there's not a lot of guys that have that in the White Sox organization. Love the confidence.
1: I can't believe I can't believe you brought up that he said Verdi, but didn't bring up that he said infiltrate. He's like you going all 007 on the White Sox starting rotation next year.
2: It's pretty badass, you know? Gonna infiltrate the White Sox and take them over by storm. Nick Nostrini's the new captain of the White Sox. Get used to it. Um. Anyway, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. he's or CHGO White Sox beat writer, and check out his latest piece at all chgo.com That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Acnirall twenty three our CHGO White Sox community leader, and I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you everyone for hanging out with us in the chat, and make sure you hit the thumbs up button. Uh, while while you've been watching i don't know as we as we end tonight uh thank you to steve and nicholas for producing the show we will talk to you on sunday goodbye